Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. to the wise men say preview show we're back after a christmas sabbatical um to preview sunland's game against wickham wanderers on saturday dinner time i'm joined as ever by tom walsh happy new year tom how are we happy new year matthew it's been uh it's been a long time hasn't it it's been uh, it has yeah it's been how was your how was your uh how was your christmas you have a nice time yeah it was all right Mm. It was, uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was. I was. I was kind of was working between though, so like mm. felt like I've never been away. Yeah. How was yeah, yours? I, it was. It was all right. I came back to the UK, so took in two Sunderland games of varying uh, degrees of quality of oh, getting well. getting pumped by Arsenal, but then also pumping Doncaster. So yeah, quite a nice. It's terrible, the UK, isn't it? Well, the wet—I don't want to be one of these guys who's like the weather's really terrible in the UK. But it genuinely, it, it genuinely is. I forgot how like miserable and grey it is because, like, when it was just like when you're just trying to like take the dog out for a pint, and then you have to <laughs> walk ages in the pouring rain. It's yeah. like it's not—it's not as good that. So yeah, I think, I think the dog's the, fuming. Oh, the dog is fuming. Um, yeah, I think I saw the sky about like twice. In like nine days, so oh, well. yeah, I mean, but apart from that, oh yes, all very nice and sounds great. Happy New Year! Yes, well, and Happy New Year also to Michael Loft. Hello, Michael. Hello, Matthew. How are we doing? Very good, very good. Good to be. Uh, you like have a nice been... Christmas. Yeah, it was great. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, it I'm feels like a while. If I haven't spoken to any of these people. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> <laughs> As if there's not like a thousand messages a day in the group chat and everything like that. What group chat? I'm not in the group chat. <laughs> the Scottish group chat. I'm just practicing my defence. I am. <laughs> what group chat you run yeah. Um Yeah, good Christmas though, Michael. Yeah, it's good. It good. feels old. Like I've not been on a podcast that hasn't been a reactor for ages. So looking forward to it. Well, we haven't. Well, I haven't. Well, I did that little one on New Year's Eve. Um where we just went on about some stuff, which was just chaos, really. Um, but yeah, this is the first preview pod for a while, so let's preview it then. As it stands, it's Thursday evening. Sunderland are still due to play with your Mondras mm-hmm. live on Sky Sports Loser or whatever channel it's on <laughs> um, at 12.30. Um, but I believe we are one positive COVID test away from the game 
not taking place. Mm. Caveat is there are some players who've tested positive prior that are awaiting a negative test so that they can rejoin the squad, which would cancel out any further positive COVID tests in the squad. So it really does hang in the balance. But we're going to preview it for you anyway, because we've done this before in previewed games that didn't happen. So, mm. Wickham, uh, I'm not going, because it's miles away and it's in the yep. middle of a forest. Oh, a man yeah. who might be going, are you going, mate? I'm not though. I mean, we have already made arrangements to go to the pub to watch it, but obviously oh, yeah, that means nothing have. to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we did do that, didn't we, the other day? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we can talk about it because it's on Sky. It's fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Great. Well, none of us are going because Tom isn't. Nope. Um, <laughs> well, Wigan are in. Uh, well, their last four, they've won two of them. They'd be in Charlton and Burton in the last four drawn with Wimbledon at home and lost at Ipswich in their last game. The the Burton game though was on the seventh of December, so I feel have had a they must have had a couple of games off. Yeah they had, way. they had two uh COVID things over Christmas. So they've only played they only started playing again on the 29th. So yes. they had the game on the 29th, the game on the first and uh now us. Right. Well yeah, well, the fourth. Uh, they've played the same amount of games as, as Sunderland have, um, but they are four points behind us. Uh, they've won, they've lost five as well. They've drawn six and won 13 of their games, and they've scored 37 compared to Sunderland's 47. Um, they're just a team that I hate, really, <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was also going to... Joined, uh, joined you on that uh, when I was writing the uh, I, d- I wrote the Kansas Megabus thing today and I was just like god I hate this team I hate everything <laughs> I hate I hate everything about them I hate the manager I hate the the kind of beautiful like kind of Tim Potness of them I hate the fact that they kind of uh, bluff their way to promotion last time Jeez. and I hope after today we never have to play them again because they are a horrible team to play against, especially if they go 1-0 up within about 10 minutes. So um, I don't know if any Wickham fans are listening to this. If they are, I hate your football team. Yeah, I think we yeah, all... they're, they're, they are the personification of like reverse snobbery, aren't they? Oh, the, the good thing about them, to, um, just to add it onto that Tim Pottedness, is they, um, they proudly proclaim today that their car park is sold out for... Um, <laughs> that. Yeah. For Saturday, wow. so that's a that's that's a big day for Wickham. You know, Sky cameras are there. I, Ainsworth will have his really tight shirt on, few buttons undone. Oh, I, I hate it. Despite it being freezing, yeah, get his like wishbone necklace that he bought off a of market in Bali or something like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, and the, the 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 problem is because of like because it's Sky for some reason like they love Wickham. It'll be like this kind oh, of yeah. weird fawning over them because, like, he manages them, Akin Fenwa plays for them, and it's just like, oh, they're a minging team. But it'll be Lee Hendry, won't it, as well, coming to it. Yeah. It's another loser. And, like, we've got... I, they, I just remember, Michael, I remember watching a game with you against these before in the pub, and it was the one where Mr. Bean 
killed Duncan Walkmore. And uh, I just remember, like, the, the commentary that they had on was the Wickham... The, the the Wickham like the local radio comedy it was Bill Turnbull. It was Bill Turnbull, no less. He was he was at Poland. I've never known a football commentator being heckled by people watching the game of football yeah. in the pub. <laughs> but we got to the stage where people were literally shouting things at the telly, like not not out of malice, but just taking the piss because he was, was just awful. that bad. He seemed to have this weird obsession with us having the ball in our own half as if that wasn't yeah. allowed. He was like, and suddenly have the ball again in their own half as if it was like an absolute body. And it was <laughs> a travesty. But yeah. I, and then saying... as, soon, as soon as we scored, obviously our fans like, were giving it the big in the middle a bit. He was like saying, oh, the Sunderland fans have woke up. We haven't heard them all afternoon. Just a kind of typical, just as you say, Tom Tin Pot crap. Just... They are. And like they, they, were go- they, they were going on about the the whole sellout thing and it's like yeah like great I'm like no one cares like we're bored of it like I'm so yeah. fed up with this and I'm, like I'm, <laughs> I've never I've never been I mean it's half 12 kickoff and I, I did look at, at the trains and like it's just sort of so far so far away and difficult to get to and like it's just a game that no one wants ever to have to play yeah I went I went to this to the, the game you just mentioned there that 1-1 one, one game and it you are right it takes forever to get there it's one i hate always one of those journeys where it's like you have to go to london first and then out yeah because and it's like you you always think for some reason in your head you always think it's like one of these like easy journeys but it's no it's like another like hour from london yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's like and the ground is absolutely nowhere near anything so like i remember having to do like after the game we walked for like an hour back to the town centre and there's nothing going on in the town centre because it's it's high Wickham whatever yeah yeah and I, I get what you mean about this kind of we're bored of being like the attraction nowadays yeah. I don't want I'm sick of these teams like thinking oh well oh someone are coming to town we best sell out all our tickets it's like oh look at us like we've got to sell out ground it's like I just I'm so bored of yous. I, I'm really looking forward to say if we get promoted Going to like Blackburn and like sixteen thousand people are there, and no yeah. one gives no one gives a shit because it because they're playing Sunderland. I'm sick of the like the carnival atmosphere because like the big boys have come to town. It's just like shut up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, another thing, another thing that that our house crack, just like oh, God, yeah, just like you you grounds in like a meadow, like next yeah. to it, like next to an ice cream factory. It's not like the den. It's not like, yeah. you know, the Galatasaray <laughs> or anything like that. It's just this quaint little ground in the middle of nowhere. But this is our house. Like, yeah, I mean, that's house that nobody wants to go to your house. <laughs> the, um, the, the, we did beat them earlier in the season, though, fairly comfortably. Yep. It was 3-1, wasn't it? Yep, I was um, Oh, well. Uh, shame you're not there, really, this time. But... Well, we did. We, that was a very <laughs> numerous factors, but the um, the that was it. I remember we started that game really well, and then we um, Ross Stewart broke away and put the third one in, didn't he? Mm. Um, that was it feels like forever ago, but I don't. I mean, if we play like play like that, it's obviously going to be a different different game in, in their house, as you say. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, I think the Wickham game was back in August, wasn't it? I think it's the yeah. first yeah. Sunderland, first Sunderland home game I've missed for about like 
eight years prior to it because like I was in work, so that was a bit of a, a sickness. Like checking the squad, me breaking, saying we'll turn it up after twenty minutes. It was that weird yeah. feeling of being like fuming but buzzing at the same time. But I think with Wigan, the key to it is, I think I remember before we played them under Parkinson when we won four nil. I remember speaking to my dad in the pub before the game, and I said, if we score early, we'll, we'll batter these because what's the game plan? Once once we go goal, what's the game plan? And we saw that again in August. They started the game quite well, ironically, from the bits I saw of it on the highlights and such. But once we got the goal, they didn't really have an answer for us. And it was exactly the same um, when we're beating 4 0 under Parkinson to the point where at 3 0, he's bringing on like Akin Fenner after half an hour to try and kind of like shoot things up. It's, yeah. I think that's the thing with Wickham. I know like it's a bit of a cliche saying the first goal is important and they've got no plan B, but they don't. Um, so I do think on Saturday, if we can go there, because this has been the key as well. On both occasions, we've played Wickham away in the past. They've scored first, so we've had something to hang on to. And that's when mm. all the kind of like awfulness comes in and the time waste and then the what they would call quote-unquote shithousery and all the kind of like um, theatrics that go with it. So as I say, Saturday, if we can go there with the kind of like intent we've shown, get on the front foot and take the lead, I do think we could go on to win the game relatively comfortable, comfortably, sorry, because I just don't think they've got any answers if they're kind of like ideal scenario doesn't work no I agree they're a team that you really don't want to concede to and we've seen that they've got every trick under the sun to try and waste time to do whatever the goalkeeper I remember the goalkeeper just taking days to do anything yeah. the last time just like and then it'll be, it's one of them as well where they know what they're doing because it won't be booked he'll do it from the 8th minute and he won't be booked until the 93rd. Yeah. But, and you just get away. They're a team where if a referee ever just books one of their players for doing it, they, they're fucked completely because a lot of their game relies on just being annoying and just wasting time and just disrupting the flow of the game because every time I've seen us play Wickham, they've not been very good. No. They're a team. Um, they're quite quite unique in the fact that they're a team that doesn't want the ball in play life. They want the ball like a throw in corner set piece. They don't yeah. want the ball actually in play because they're absolutely rubbish at it. So obviously the whole game is based around getting set pieces, frustrating us as you say, running the clock down and kind of as I say, I'll be very interested to see like stats on Wickham to see like how much of a game is actually spent with the ball in play because I bet it will be one of the lowest in the league. Mm. No, I would, I would, I definitely would be. I could have got some, but I haven't got any stats. So. <laughs> I'd be I've disappointed if you had you you. I've given you all of my stats, and that's where they are in the league. How many points they have? It's enough, isn't it? Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, enough. Like people aren't, tu- people aren't tuning into hearers <laughs> give in-depth knowledge about Wiccan Wanderers. We're they're, they're tuning into hearers slag them off and talk about walruses. And yeah. seals, is, oh, yeah. is that seal that uh, made its way three hundred miles to a pub? That's cool. That um, <laughs> the, um, yeah, well, we do. Of course, we do come up against one of our uh, former players this weekend, Josh Scowan. The house um, of Josh Scowan. He just feels that he should play for Wigan. I mean, he's played for them twice, so like, <laughs> like he just feels he's like, literally just a waste of time. He's going to be one of them players in ten years' time. You're going to if someone like says like Josh Gowan, like even like nerds like me won't be able to remember that they played for us. Like he was just an irrelevance. Like, oh, come on, come on, Mickey. You you will remember. That. You will remember. <laughs> You'll remember his <laughs> don't, squad don't number. Put, don't put yourself down like that. You will remember. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought you were going to say, don't put yourself down, you're not a nerd, but now that's far too much to expect. <laughs> no, but seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I will put you to sleep, son. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, yeah, but I think playing against him in midfield, I don't know. He's obviously, this is where he has the game of his life, but <laughs> yeah. I just kind of feel, I know, I know, um, People might have different opinions on Scone. I honestly thought he was absolute garbage whenever he played for us. And I think the only reason he played every week was because he was always fit and never injured. Mm. I think it just hit, like, I think it'd be unfair to single him out. But No, like, yeah. But... The, the players like himself, McFadden, um, like Joel Lynch, it's just like, <laughs> these are players that if we are successful in, like, this season and the, the coming years, these will be players that we looked at and gone, Christ alive, that was a really dark time. That would be a good podcast if we do go up actually to kind of like have a kind <laughs> yeah. of like Sunderland worst 11 of the kind of like League One era because you'd have some absolute states in there. Yeah. And it, it just, it does, I mean, I know Wickham are up there, but it just feels like they're always up there by like kind of the way they play and that. But it's mm. just like, he's on, they're not going any higher, these players. It's like the League One is their level, and it's like, yeah, it's not a player that I've ever gone at any point in this season. It's like you tell you, we've really missed in the middle of the park that, uh, yeah. that Josh going. Yeah, remember where, remember him? Oh God, he was he did a nice header. Oh. The only thing which I remember scouting for is like that, that game against Charlton, where the bot where he, all he has to do is swing his leg at the ball oh, and kick it God. off the line, and he somehow conspires to like slice into the roof of his own net. Yeah, that and was... like, of course, that was the start of a bad streak, which obviously mm. been a lot of that on like Johnson and other factors. But you do kind of think sliding doors moment if like you just weren't completely shit at your job, we're like we wouldn't have gone a goal down just before half time. <laughs> like, let's pin it all on him. Yeah, shall we? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the last right. four years, let's all pin it on Josh Scowling. <laughs> but no, to be fair, like what what you just said there about Wickham having that kind of glass ceiling to give them a little bit of begrudging credit. I have actually been surprised that they've been up there this season because mm. I did think it would be one of them clubs who would maybe have a couple of like good years, have a bit of a flash in the pan, get relegated and then return to their natural level, if that makes any sense. Yeah. To be fair, uh, Ainsworth, like, I don't like them. I don't like the way his teams play football. But I do think that he does deserve credit for getting them going oh, well, again yeah. and, and, and retaining kind of like the core of the squad and getting them to kind of like be up there challenging near the top of the league again because I did not expect them to be in free fall, but we did put like a, a brave kind of battle up against relegation. I thought the life life force might have been drained out of them, but they've come down, took stock, and they've been fairly consistent throughout the season. Like they haven't been like us where we've had that kind of like really bad patch. We've always kind of we've maybe drawn a few too many games along the way, but you know what I'm saying? They've, they've been fairly consistent. So I, I do, as I say, begrudgingly, but they do deserve a little bit of credit for that. No, I, I, I agree. I, to be fair, they, they did technically take the relegation fight to the last day of last season, although they would have had to beat Middlesbrough, I think, like 13-0 or something. Didn't they win 3-0 or something that day? Though, like the, I think they did like, win, but I think they were relying on like literally miracles. But they, they went why? on quite a good run of form towards the end of the season where... The, the, the one because I think they lost the first seven games or something. Yeah, the only way that I think was that that was that kind of like crap way out, wasn't it? Because like their points per game being zero after about eight games or yeah. something. The only went down by the only like went down by a point. So it's yeah, like, I mean it's a decent effort, but they did it. Yeah. They didn't do too badly. Um, no, they didn't. But 
uh, yeah, I just don't want to play him ever again. Uh, I, yeah, will, I, will, I will say, like, in being a bit more, like, we have been a bit negative just slagging these off, but it's like, we should, like, be a bit more positive just the way, the kind of the way that we're playing. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't, I don't see what threat that Wickham can pose at us when we've just dismantled a team like Sheffield Wednesday and the confidence like flowing through this team. If we get an early goal against Wickham, there's nothing yeah. to say that we can't just bulldoze these as well. Because exactly early in the season, these have taken a few slappings. So there's nothing to say that we can't go there and just do another like pretty professional job a la like we did at Doncaster. I yeah. will add the caveat that Doncaster were probably the worst team I've ever seen us play against in terms of just the ease of which we control the game. Um, but I, I don't see, I don't really see why we can't just take that kind of football to Wickham and just kind of, kind of drown out all the shenanigans that they're going to be trying to do to kind of put us off that. And in fairness, I do think this team's got a lot more kind of like backbone about them than in previous seasons because we've had that really like kind of challenging spell early on in the season. And to the credit, with a very young court of a team, we came through that and we've kind of come out the other side and we've put together an excellent run ourselves. I mean, yeah. if after that Sheffield Wednesday away game, you told me we wouldn't lose another league game in the, for the remainder of the calendar year, I'd have been absolutely delighted. And if you offered us our league position equally, I would have been delighted. So... I think that, like you say, like the, way, the performances we've been putting in of late have been absolutely excellent. And even when they've not been so good, so for example, down Ipswich, we still emerged with a point from that game and we got ourselves back into it. Um, and I think, ironically, like Broadhead, him being out, like although it is a disadvantage, I think someone in the group chat made a good point the other day, like Stewart playing on his own about Broadhead, Stewart tends to shine a lot more. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Stewart kind of returning back to his previous form which showed earlier in the season because... He showed against Sheffield Wednesday, but when he's playing up front by himself, he can turn in excellent displays. And to be fair, he's not known for his like one-on-one finishing, but he put like two absolutely clinical ones away against Sheffield. The first mm-hmm. two goals he scored were absolutely brilliant. So I, I completely agree. We should be going into this game with confidence and we should be kind of like refreshed and rejuvenated. Yes, ideally, I would have loved to have played the Fleetwood game because it gets you more momentum and we probably would have won even if we had to scrape by due to kind of us being a little bit fatigued. However, I do think having kind of like a week off where we just kind of like work on the training ground, the likes of Stuart, who's played nearly every minute this season, getting him kind of like a bit of a valuable rest and other players throughout the team and maybe players who were developing niggles, getting them fresh as well. We should be going in there after having this little mini break where Wickham have had a couple of games under the belt as well. And hopefully that means we can start a game on the front foot full of intensity. And when we play like that, when we're on it, I think I said after a Sheffield Wednesday game, when we're at our best and we're in first gear, there's nobody in this league who can live with us. And of course, that's the way it should be, but I completely agree. If we play at our best and we impose ourselves on this game, it should be a comfortable victory. That's the thing. we just got to get out of the blocks like uh, early at them. Get the, get the first goal. And as we've mentioned, they're not... I mean, that's their game plan kind of out the window. They're banking on them getting a goal in the first 10 minutes and then just mm. grinding it out. So we need to be very proactive and just take the game to a team that we're well within our capability of easily beating. No, you're right. The game needs to be like well and truly alive because if they go ahead, they'll kill it. So that it needs to be, yeah, the game needs to be alive for us to 
So, and like you said, we're not going to get any help off referees. I mean, I don't know not. who I don't know who it is, but it's going to be this weekend. But the combination no. of a League One referee, Sky TV, and us is not going to. It's it doesn't bode no. well for like us because no, ever, the, the referees are bad enough at the best of times. Throw in those factors, and Christ, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know who it is either, but we'll. Well, other things we don't know. I'll actually take a quick break um, and uh, come back and just quickly look at the Sunderland team for the weekend's game. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome back to Wise Men Say podcast. Some of the, uh, we've made a signing, haven't we? Since yeah. uh, since the window opened, we've signed Try Hume. Uh, try. From, I don't know how to say it. It's Trey, try. I don't know. Wait, we've done that. You'll only play it against Arsenal. Look what happened. No, but seriously, like it's not that Hume. Um, not Kieran Trippier. It might be Kieran Trippier. No, it's. Uh, oh no, wait, no, it isn't. Um, uh, we've signed him from uh, Linfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why I'm telling you. You know, two hundred thousand pounds. Yeah. Seems all right. I mean, I don't know anything about him. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm highly not gonna, rated. Uh, highly rated, maybe. I've never watched the Dansk Premiership, and I'm not even going to pretend. Not? Because Matthew, there's more. You know, there's an, there's only so many days in the year, and there's only so much football to watch. Don't they play in the summer? Isn't it a summer league? No, it's not. Oh. Because Northern Ireland has the same weather as us. So it's yeah, like, but there is a, one of the island leagues is a summer league that play it during the summer. The Republic of Ireland is. Is it? Because yeah. oh, right. yeah, it's two islands. I think that's doesn't clash. I know that. I, I think the reason behind that is with the uh, Republic of Ireland is because obviously they've got a lot of the sports like hurling and Gaelic football and that, and that season runs in the autumn. So I think we don't want the clash with kind of some of the more popular sports, so the attendances will be hit even more. There's a bit of. Oh, right. Knowledgeable, there you go. Mate, but <laughs> bit of Irish footballing knowledge there from not, I mean, not a nerd, Mickey Loff. <laughs> In fairness, I don't, I don't even know if that's correct. That's just me yeah, making an assumption. Bollocks. So you know that's correct. Do we know I, how honestly, to say his name? I, is it try? Is it trade? <laughs> Does know. anyone know? I don't know. Well, no, it's Hume. It's definitely Hume. Hume. Um, 
Yeah, will, and yeah, he's will. obviously arrived especially from Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got uh, a weird combination, though, Hume, because um, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Um, oh, but he's also, he does now. But he has also, but he has played in the Champions League. So, <laughs> oh well, oh well, there you are then. So, I um, yeah, I hope he's good. I don't really know anything about him, and I'm not going to be one of these people that pretends to know know a lot about him. No. Uh, because, as I said, I have never watched um, like a Linfield game, apart from that game where they played uh, Celtic, because I thought there was going to be a riot. I think that's. Oh really yeah, good. yeah, that was yeah. that was good. Um, no, I don't know anything about him either. I'm not going to say that I do because I'd be lying. So, but, but you know, if we need reinforcements, in, we do. In those kind of uh, areas, because all our players get injured, so yeah. uh, I, I look forward to uh, try like doing his cruciate ligament in about a week's time, and then being out that for is nine something months. I look forward to, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Uh, well, he's in fairness, mind we've played in um, like the Northern Irish League. You'll have had a lot of experience with playing, um, shall we say, industrial football, as opposed to yeah. you know. You, you'll probably be a lot more battle hardened than the likes of, say, like like Niall Huggins, who's played a lot of football in kind of like under twenty three systems and come through the ranks in that regard. And it's also yeah. encouraging as well to see that we've kind of adhered to the kind of like blueprint we had in the summer in terms of the age of players looking to recruit, the length of contracts we're offering them, and that is encouraging because I think if we'd got out and signed kind of like a, a twenty nine year old just a man who had like five years experience at this level you'd be kind of thinking, oh, well, that's a deviation. But it is good to see that we do appear to have a strategy and we're mm. implementing it, which is encouraging. So let's hope that continues. And like you say, let's hope he's a, he's a roaring success. Mm-hmm. No, well, like, let's, let's hope so. It really is available um, for Saturday. Um, we don't, easy, yeah, he is. Yeah, we, do, we don't know who isn't because the COVID situation hasn't fully been disclosed. Apart from Alves isn't, because he definitely yeah. does have it. Um, Surely they're just going to send him back at some point. <laughs> well, he's, just be... ru- he's just ruining things now. He didn't do anything, <laughs> and he's just giving everybody COVID. It's, it's... <laughs> you... No coincidence, though. We've sent, um, Will Harris has gone out on loan, and we've, Alves is still there, so we need a new front man. We, well, you know, <laughs> it could be. could be. The, uh, yeah, actually, that... With Will Harris going out on loan, that does suggest to me that they've got someone lined up coming in. Yeah. Another Will. Will Grigg coming back from yes. Rotherham, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, yeah, I do still back you up in the fact that we should just bring him back, just to annoy I, Rotherham. Because... I just, yeah. I, I don't know what sort of contribution they're paying to his wages. I, I don't imagine it's a huge amount, to be honest. And he'd probably get someone either at the bottom of the league or the top of like Salford or something. Yeah. To like pay the same amount of his wages that Rotherham are paying. I don't look, I the, before people go, he's the he's the worst signing we've ever made, and blah, blah blah. Yes, he is. I don't want him to come back and play for us. I want him to I do, I just don't want him to come off the bench for Rotherham and the ball to hit him in the face and go in. Yeah, because all and, he needs to do is like score, say like three goals, but they all seem to be an important if he scores three goals in three important games. Then that's then yeah. he'd be like, well, why is he playing for them? Why don't we just recall it? Yeah, so he cost us four million quid and promotion. 
But yeah. it's, it's, it's annoying. <laughs> We've already had Elliot Embleton last year get promoted instead of us. I don't want yeah. Will. I don't want Will Grigg. Will to, fucking Grigg to do it as well. Yeah. How embarrassing. Yeah. Look forward to the Netflix series Will Grigg: The Last Dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Well, you does. I do agree, Tom. I think um, it does indicate that. We maybe have someone close in the in the front. We've been linked with uh, Macaulay Bomb from Ipswich okay. on loan, right. um, but he's actually not. He's actually on loan from QPR at Ipswich, and uh, I think he's their top scorer. I think he's got like eleven goals. Uh, Sunderland and Wigan have been credited with an interest. <laughs> just well, just hamstringed so. at Ipswich. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> okay. I, I presume they maybe want to send him to a good League One team as opposed to Ipswich. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, he's got eleven yeah. goals. So. I mean, that'd yeah, be but... good. But it's like, yeah. I also read about like I don't know if it's bullshit, but like that Patrick Roberts, um, who was. No, I think that'd be a de- that would be a decent sign, and I think. Yeah, he he did, like he does very fit. Much fit the same kind of signing mold that like Jordan Jones was last season, as mm-hmm. in yeah. I've heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> I know who he is. <laughs> yeah. To be fair to Patrick Roberts, like he, I know what you're saying, but Jordan Robert, Jordan Roberts, Jordan Jones, he was very much like a big part player for like Rangers, and like kind of got loaned out to Kilmarnock. Whereas Patrick Roberts, he was at least he was kind of like a very integral integral part of like Celtic's invincible season, like under mm-hmm. Brendan Rodgers, and I know. Since then, he hasn't had the success, but I think he's had a little bit more kind of like experience and a bit more success where he's been. It's one of them signings. I do understand the reservations if he wants to come to the club, don't get me wrong. But I think to myself, like Patrick Roberts, if he'd had like, so for example, if he'd had a good loan spell at Borough last season, we're not seeing him in League One. There's got to be like a series of circumstances for us to get a player like that. And like you say, Tom, it could be absolute nonsense because the only... um, I've only seen one source talk about it, really. I've seen, yeah. obviously, that, is it Football Insider or something like that? Which um, could just be this. like, that could just be like an A-level project for all we know. Yeah. Exactly. And, and they tend to kind of have a bit of a thing where they'll link like a thousand players a transfer window and get five right and then seem to yeah. kind of like, right, kind of like have a bit of IT case status from well, that. Well, he's, he's, he's on loan in, in France and he, he's, he's out of contract City at the end of the season. So they, they, I mean, he's not going to. There, there was. Uh, I think it might have been the Chronicle had done an interview with uh, someone from the Manchester Evening News or whatever, and they'd asked him, they'd asked the, the the chances of him of him joining. And said, with all due respect, it, it's League One, and he's never dropped down to that level before. It would seem a little bit odd, maybe. Mm. But then, City <clears throat> have seen what Callum Doyle's doing here, and. It may be, I don't know, maybe that could have something to do with it, maybe. And it's I don't know. Fairness, though, but not, but not setting out Patrick Roberts for development, I've ever said about the rundown no, of contract. But, but, and he's also, like, look at his, like, loan spells, like, since the Celtic one. They've all been failures. Yeah, at, like, champ- saying, yeah. at, at championship level, they've all been failures. So yeah. maybe it's time to drop down Allah. I mean, he's 24, he could still... But it's also like if you come, he might only league... be in League One for, for four months. Yeah, like... exactly. If you just do six, you know, you just <laughs> just do your six months stint here. Do your shift. A, get us promoted, then it's like you're a championship player again. Yeah, there you so go. Like that, the thing is as well, like Sunderland. Sorry, Tom, to put across here, but um, 
I think as well, like Sunderland, we are like a really good club to kind of like even put yourself in the shop window because if you come to kind of like just a league one club and you're part of a promotion, fair enough, people might notice you, but you'd have to kind of be within football circles. But Sunderland, the size of a club we are, you come here with your success. I'm not saying you're going to make like national headlines or anything, but like it will be in the public consciousness if yeah. he does come here and like is successful. So I think for him, it would be a good opportunity rather than playing like two games a season in France, which is what he's doing at the minute. Yeah. It's yeah, also exactly. like players like Pritchard have dropped down to this level and like, you know, he's flourishing now. So I don't see, I don't see why he would turn his nose up at us. I mean, oh, apart, apart from if he got like an offer in the championship, maybe. Well, this is it, but I think it, it it seems like it would be a good move for, for both for both yeah. club and player, but we don't know. Well, he won't be available. Well, unless we come off this podcast and we've signed him, um, he won't be in the squad on, on Saturday. <laughs> uh, O'Brien may be back um, from whatever injury or illness. He he had a COVID, didn't he? Yeah, he did have um, COVID. We don't really know who else has got it, apart from one of the coaches had it. Um but yeah, I think in terms of the team, the team against Sheffield Wednesday was very impressive. Mm. Um, I wouldn't like to deviate too much away from that, really, if at all. No, and I don't think Lee Johnson wants to deviate from it too much either. Like the way the way the team's been playing in recent weeks, and if there's no kind of major injuries or COVID-related stuff in the squad. Then yeah, let's let's keep it as is. Keep the momentum going, and I mean he hasn't really got that many options to choose from. <laughs> so, so yeah, so just keep that just keep that momentum going, and hopefully we can you know get another win, rolling on, slay another promotion rival. Yeah, let's do that. And the good thing as well is if we win on Saturday, that's great momentum because we've got Lincoln at home next Tuesday and obviously they're thinking the relegation zone now. Yeah. So yeah. it would yeah, like take us up greatly. Stinker, yeah, because after after uh after Saturday, then we've got two like pretty winnable games against uh Lincoln and then a lovely trip to Accrington in January. Yeah, I just bought a ticket for that. Oh. Loser. Yeah, you're gonna get yeah. you're gonna get like mega COVID. No, I'm not because I'm not stood because I bought a seated ticket. Ah, oh, you Tory. <laughs> yeah, well, I just can't deal with that again. No, what's that, gonna happen is Andy Holt died. Yeah, that was I. If in like the pre-COVID day, we got whatever pre-COVID was. <clears> like yeah. after, after oh, that, wasn't that, that stood again? Second half that game, Tom. Yeah, we were because. We're all drinking. When we scored, some guy was passing around like cans of uh, Copperberg. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember so giving miserable. It, it was yeah. very like disproportionate scenes for the goal, given like kind of like how shit it was. Basically, the ball like cannoned off Chris McGuire's backside in the back of the net and just everyone oh, went yeah, absolutely yeah. like berserk. As if, like... And it was, it, it was also like when we were cheering, it was like you were being like waterboarded. Because yeah. the, the, the velocity of the rain coming down and then your mouth's like open. It's just like, ah. Yeah, it so. was horrific. It was horrible. In, in the game that actually did go ahead and finish, Kazaya Skirland scored for us. Lovely little uh, throwback. Lovely. So did Will. He now plays for Potter's Bar in the Isthmian League. So he's had a wow. nice career. Wow. Amazing. Wow. That is incredible. Well, we'll t- save this for next week. We'll preview this next week. A town that's only renowned for a train crash. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, oh, well, no, I'm so sorry. Um, right. Apologies. <laughs> right. From Potter's Bar. <laughs> yeah, from Potter's Bar. Um, right, we'll preview that game next week. Um, <laughs> now, let's, now, let's do it now. Let's do it now. Let's do Accrington predictions now. No, let, right, well, yeah, so are we going to win then on Saturday, me? Yeah. Um, right, I am going to give you a bit more than that, don't worry. Um, no, I think, yeah, I think we'll win, um, we'll win 3 1. We'll, um, we'll get a nice early, nice early goal, control the game, have a lovely old time, and then Wickham will kind of get like a loser consolation goal in the 90th minute, just you know, just to give them a little bit of. So they they so they you just described the game that we had earlier in the season, yeah, yeah, but again, it's fine to join in. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, you're not on next week, Tom. Do you think we'll win? <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think we'll win. I think we'll win one nil, but a proper like grind it out, back mm. to the wall kind of a, a win that a team that's going for promotion wins that type of win. Yeah, I like that. Who's going to we'll... actually make? I need your goal scorers. I'll come back to you in a minute. Tom, who's you? Tom, Tom, who's going to score the goal? Uh, it's going to be Bailey right off a corner. Oh, that's nice. I'd like to see that. That would be good, wouldn't it? Will it be like a late, late on? No, it'd be like about, I'd say just on the hour mark, and then we just have to like grind it out. Yeah. that's I like that. Yeah. Nervy. Nervy, yeah. Where it's just yeah. like they have the keeper up for their, uh, the last, last corner and all that. And then play a short one. Yeah, yeah. Josh like Cambridge. Wickham have never taken a short corner at any time. Neither in Cambridge, though, and then they started to do it. Uh, who's your goal scorer, mate? My goal scorer. I was going to go for Bailey right off the corner, so we'll have to change that now. Thanks, yeah. Tom. Yeah. Copy it. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo words. Um, I'm going to go for Ross Stewart. Um, nice and original. Um, I, think... I call him Rod Stewart. <laughs> He is music. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think um, Diakou will, on brand, he'll get the third goal to kind of like wrap it up on the counter. And I'm going to go for Old Man Evans, first for the club. Oh, here we are. I am. Um, I think, I, I actually think we'll win 3 1 as well, Mick. No, so, everyone's copying here. So, uh, no, well, I have, I have to go last. So, like, it's not fair. <laughs> um, they, I, I didn't, you know, I see Callum Doyle scored last week, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you put your bet on. Did I have balls? Well, I did, but I had him on to score first. Ah, so, man, that way. Um, so yeah, I think he'll score first, uh, and second, and then I think, um, <laughs> I think Diaco will score the third. So two for Doyle this week. More um, yeah. Oh, fine. Doyle will get all three then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care anyway. Then <laughs> Akin Fenner will score for them. Oh, uh, what would be really good if it's like we're three and up and then like Akin Fenwell scores like just a pathetic consolation at the end. Yeah, and cries or something. Yeah. Wow, we should have signed him just for a while. Yeah, we really should have. Yeah. yeah, we should sign him next season anyway, regardless <laughs> yeah. of what. <laughs> yeah, forty-year-old. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's sick of him now. Though he's boring now. Yeah. Like, can't um, jump. 
Yeah, we can't we barely move, to be fair. <laughs> He's an old man. Oh, do you not remember when they played us at the Stadium of Light and then the Wickham, like, kind of Twitter feed uh, had this, like, cut this clip of where he took it down in the air and then oh, just, yeah. like, did a volley, but Patterson just caught it. Yeah. And just, like, and it was just, like, you know, light, you know, lightning bolts. It's, like, skills. Just, like, <laughs> what are you doing? There was loads of tweets, wasn't you there? You lost 3-1, lads. Some goal this. Yeah, what a goal. <laughs> what a goal. <laughs> lost 3-1. Oh, dear uh, Good me. stuff. Well, hopefully they lose 3-1 on Saturday. Um I'll be back. See, mate, we could do a reaction after. We'll do that. <laughs> we'll do. Um, we, yeah, well, so you'll hear from us then, probably. The Dars will be back next week. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs>Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.